Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. We are experiencing technical difficulties. If you are on the phone, please stay on the phone. If you are listening, please continue listening. Brian will be right back. Americans with disabilities, who calls immigrants criminals and rapists. So Donald Trump is uniquely unqualified to hold this job. Actually, you were uniquely unqualified for the job. Now, you also have people like outgoing Senate Majority uh, Minority Leader Harry Reid saying things like this about Donald Trump's election. Quote, white nationalists, Vladimir Putin and ISIS, they're celebrating Donald Trump's victory, while innocent, law-abiding Americans are wracked with fear, especially African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Muslim Americans, LGBT Americans and Asian Americans. And the leaders of the alt-radical left, as I call them, they've also stood by and applauded factions of this extreme movement. For example, they have embraced Black Lives Matter. Now, you may remember the group that repeatedly encouraged violence against our police officers. Remember them chanting, what do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now? Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Now, instead of condemning Black Lives Matter, both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party embraced this group and their rhetoric. And Obama and Clinton, remember, they met with leaders of this group and openly praised them. The president invited them to the Oval Office. So let's be clear tonight. If we're going to talk about the people who are protesting Donald Trump, well, then we need to expose who is responsible for their behavior. Now, the outrage that we now see against President-elect Donald Trump and his supporters, this is getting dangerous and extremely scary. Twitter tonight and over the weekend and since the election has been flooded with violent threats against Donald Trump and his family. We're also seeing Trump supporters. They're coming under attack. 
Now, according to the Chicago Tribune, just one day after the election, there was a man in the Windy City who was viciously beaten by an angry mob after getting in a traffic incident because they assumed he was a Trump supporter. And we've got to warn you, this video is beyond disturbing. Take a look. Unbelievable. Now, the Chicago Tribune also reported that the man did, in fact, vote for Mr. Trump, but that he never told the attackers about it, so they just assumed he was a Trump supporter. Now, could you imagine if that happened to a person who voted for Hillary Clinton? Democrats, the media, they would be up in arms. It would be on the front page of every single newspaper all over the country, all over TV. But because the man pulled the lever for Trump, well, they don't seem to care. And if you, if you think this is bad, I have news for you tonight, America. It's only going to get worse. I wish I was wrong. Now, according to Politico, George Soros and other super-rich liberals that donated to Hillary Clinton are now meeting to come up with a plan to fight back and try and stop Donald Trump. Now, to be the abusively biased liberal mainstream media, well, that's the New York Times, perhaps the most anti-Trump media outlet around. They're now try trying to apologize to their readers after being so wrong, quote, after such an erratic and unpredictable election. There are inevitable questions. Did Donald Trump's sheer unconventionality and did that lead us to other news outlets and other news outlets to underestimate his support among American voters? Now, the Times, CNN, and the rest of the liberal media, well, they can apologize all they want, but guess what? They're the ones going back to, before Trump decided to run, they were the ones that say this is an impossibility. They got it wrong from the get-go. Watch this. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. Do it. Do it. Look at me. Do it. Write you a campaign check now on behalf of this country, which does not want you to be president, but which badly wants you to run. This man has got some uh, momentum, and uh, we better be ready for the fact that he might be leading the Republican ticket next. <laughs> I know you don't believe that, but I want to go on. <laughs> so which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Of the declared ones right now, Donald Trump. <laughs> Mr. Trump, to answer your call for political honesty, I just want to say you're not going to be president, all right? It's been fun. President Obama will go down as perhaps the worst president in the history of the United States, exclamation point, at real Donald Trump. Well, at real Donald Trump, at least I will go down as a president. Yeah, so will Donald Trump. Now, we also can't forget how WikiLeaks, how they exposed rampant collusion between the media and Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Now, the abusively biased press, well, they have created what I call an informational crisis here in America. And in doing so, by the way, they did you, the American people, a great disservice. Now, back in 2008, right here on this program, I said journalism was dead. Now, because of the free press and the past they gave Barack Obama. But this election, 
we found out it's far worse than we ever could have imagined. We now know that the interim DNC chairwoman, Donna Brazile, while working for CNN, well, she was given the Clinton campaign multiple debate questions. CNN asked the DNC, hey, what questions should we ask Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, and Carly Fiorina during their interviews? Really? Asking the DNC for the questions? Reporters, well, they asked the Clinton campaign for approval before publishing their stories. I wish they'd do that to me. They never give me that opportunity. So-called journalists allowed to campaign to edit quotes. Pretty amazing. CNBC's John Horowitz, see right there? Well, he was offering campaign advice, bragging about going after Trump in a debate that he actually moderated. And to top it all off, WikiLeaks exposed how dozens of journalists from every major organization except the Fox News Channel were invited to eat dinner at Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta's house. You have Jeff Zucker's stenographer, you know that little pipsqueak, Brian Stelter over at CNN, obsessed. He's a stalker of the Fox News Channel. Well, he actually said this weekend, it was time for the media to do some soul searching. Hey, Brian, that's a great idea. You can start right there at CNN. Now, putting all this aside for now, one week ago, I gave you my closing arguments about this most pivotal election, and you, the American people, you cut through the clutter, and you came through because you want to save your country. The media, the pollsters, the politicians, the global elites, they never saw what you saw, what I saw, and that's Donald Trump's potential, his sweeping victory that was coming, but you saw it, and you know why you saw it? Because there was so much at stake. Now, the president-elect, Donald Trump, he needs to avoid what's coming. That's being pressured by the Washington establishment. He's got to always remember. This is my advice for Mr. Trump. Always remember, it's the American people that put you in office. And that's why I would like the president-elect and what I want him to do. And I think we're going to have to hold him accountable. He made many promises during this campaign. My advice, Mr. Trump, keep your promises. Donald Trump's agenda is very straightforward. To succeed, I argue, all he has to do is follow through on the agenda. Repealing, replacing Obamacare with free market ideas and solutions like health care savings accounts. Why? To lower costs and give you, the American people, real choice. Lowering taxes. Smart idea. Half of the American people won't pay federal income taxes under Donald Trump's plan. Cut personal income and cut corporate taxes. Why? To make America more competitive with the rest of the world. I talked about repatriating corporate profits. Allow these companies to bring back the trillions of dollars that are being held overseas. Offer that 10% low rate in exchange for investment and job creation. By the way, I have an addition to Donald Trump's proposal. If he's going to allow this money back in, he's going to give us a corporate tax rate of 15%, allow the repatriated money back in at 10%, I say go one step further. Any company that will bring millions of dollars and specifically invest in states and cities like Ohio, Milwaukee, uh, Detroit, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, you know what? Incentivize them. Give them 7.5% of repatriation rate. Let's get those jobs flowing immediately if possible. Also, Donald Trump pr promised a border wall, stop illegal immigration, and to stop illegals from driving down the wages and competing for the few jobs that are available. He promised to appoint originalist justices to the Supreme Court, people like Scalia and Clarence Thomas, who believe in the Constitution, co-equal branches of government, separation of powers. He also talked about a new New Deal for black America, fixing our inner cities. I would say President-elect Trump, he needs to enact this new New Deal with African Americans to help end crime, create jobs, fight poverty and despair, and give these kids the education they deserve. Energy independence, to me, 
is very, very important. Open up drilling and fracking, approve the Keystone XL pipeline, cut regulations on all of these issues. And one of the more important things, drain the swamp, shrink government, slash wasteful government spending, put in term limits for Congress, address our massive national debt, identify our enemies for who they are, say the words radical Islam, which I know you probably will. We need to start vetting refugees. I support the idea of safe zones, but we've got to stop the flow of refugees and migrants from countries, especially those that have radical views that are the antithesis of our constitutional values. One of the more important things that doesn't get a lot of, a lot of discussion, send education back to the states and Common Core, top-down, federal government regulated education. Let local communities, towns and cities and states decide. Now I would start with the inner cities first. Why? We have abandoned and hurt minority Americans. They have been disproportionately impacted more than anybody else, especially with the bad educational system. Last point, negotiating free and fair trade. No more cutting deals that negatively impact American workers and causes job losses here at home. And the last, last thing, to me this election was about the forgotten man. And if you create millions of jobs in places that put you in power, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, where industry is left and it decimated entire cities. To me, that's what the next four years need to be about. We will on this program hold Donald Trump accountable to those promises. And if he gets the job done, I believe we'll be a better country. If he doesn't, we'll be a loud voice of opposition. Now we have more. Okay, voter suppression. Okay, these are these are just labels. These are just things. These aren't explain what felon disenfranchisement. You mean because the Virginia governor decided to unilaterally allow for the felons in Virginia to vote? That you think that was legal? You think Virginia's constitution allows the governor to be God? You see, this is more. This is the Democrat Party's new thing. The executive can do whatever they want. They don't need Congress. Go around them. Well, that'd be important since we won 26 governorships this race. I forget how many legislatures, lots, went, to, went, went our way. So really, the Democrats didn't just lose the presidential election. They got trounced across the whole country, across the range of elections that nobody's talking about. And the only thing anybody talks about anymore is still that one million lead by Hitler, Rotten Clinton, that was from the 12th of November. They still haven't counted all the votes. But we already, we knew from an insider, suppose now that could be, could be wrong. But someone from Michiganistan said the count was this and it went to Trump. And that put Trump over 300 electoral points and would have put Trump past Hitler or Rotten Clinton's popular vote. I did that last show, I think. I don't it hasn't been verified yet because all the votes aren't in and notice you're not getting anything leaked out of Michiganistan. It why not? It's they're like the last state to come in. How come you're not hearing about it? If the Dems are winning, you'd be hearing nothing but about Michigan, Michigan, Michiganistan, Michiganistan. Oh I, I they wouldn't say Michiganistan. 
<clears throat> so voter suppression. Uh, how did we do that? Some places actually had voter ID laws. Was that voter suppression? Voter suppression. Wasn't that what the lamestream media did the whole night during the election, like they do every election? Try and make you think that your guy's losing the whole time, even though it's winning? They, they, the, the coverage on this didn't cover Trump winning. It covered Trump losing constantly. Why do you think that is? Voter suppression. What do you think happens when you call them 1% of the vote, you call the precinct done? What do you think that does to people who haven't voted yet? Oh, wait, they don't have to go out and vote because it's over. It's called. It's done. They don't understand that the lamestream media doesn't get to call the elections. They have no power over the elections. That's why I'd say don't even, elections, do not follow the coverage because none of the coverage will be true. Just turn off the TV or watch some silly romantic comedy or something. Uh, Next day, you'll wake up, you'll find out who won, like I did. It's great. I didn't stress all night. All right, so uh, so that's it, voter spread. And Puerto Rico, Rico having no say whatsoever, for instance. But one, wait a minute, uh-uh. Whoa, whoa, no. Puerto Rico gets the vote for President of the United States. That's one of the things rights they gave them that I said, no, because why should they? They're a territory, not a state. You don't get to vote. But they gave them, they gave them the power to vote for president. So... I, I don't know what they're trying to point out here because, again, Puerto Rico is in a state. Only states have electoral votes. Therefore, the territory can't vote for squat. Again, they're not supposed to. Why are these people... You notice they've made no effort to understand the Constitution whatsoever. It's a waste of time because they're not going to... Listen to it. It's just, it's just a living, breathing document that makes no sense. And it means whatever we say it means. Well, that's their stance. But one huge one that was underappreciated by many Americans before this week is the Electoral College system. Well, that's the law of the land. Again, the Constitution. They don't like the Constitution. Why don't they like the electoral vote? Because it gives small states a say in who's president of the United States, as opposed to New York and California deciding every election. Well, that's what you get in a democracy. Mob rules. Whoever has the most votes wins. Doesn't matter who's right or wrong. Doesn't matter what the rule of law is. That's the rule of man again. No, we're supposed to have a republic in which the rule of... We don't have a republic. The Electoral College is all that's left of it. Again, we don't... Why even count the popular vote? It's irrelevant. And if the Democrats understood that, they would have had someone figure out the same plan that Trump's people did... How to win the Electoral College. I don't care about the popular vote. He didn't spend any time in California. He didn't spend any time in New York. He didn't spend any time in New Jersey. If he did, if his goal was to get the popular vote, he would have. But his goal was to win the election, and that's done by Electoral College, and that's how it's supposed to be. And frankly, you don't even get a vote. Did you know that? You're not supposed to even get a vote. The Constitution says the state legislatures decide. The states decided to allow you to vote. You have no constitutional right to even vote for President of the United States. You voted for your state legislature. That's just saying the matter. Now you get the vote. Okay, the popular vote of the people of the state decides the electors of the state. That's the right of the state to allow you to do that. 
but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't count except for who you vote for in your state for those electors. Whoever the majority is in that state, the electors. Now, some states have decided to split their electoral vote to benefit the Democrats, like in Maine, because there's is a certain there was certain uh, section of the state that is left-wing lunatic and uh, wants to be counted. So they split the vote to the left-wing lunatic area and then everybody else. Obviously, uh, Maine won. Uh, oh, Trump won everybody else. And then Hitler won all the lunatics. You know, uh, you don't know what happened in Maine. The whole beach area was infested with homosexuals because they opened their arms to them. And uh, they went. So guess what? That The one Hitler won, that's where the beach people, the, the left-wing kooks and the homosexuals are. And then there's everybody else. But it seems they didn't have enough lunatics like they normally do where they congregate. They usually control the state vote because, you know, high-density areas, they usually live in cities, high-density areas. These places are, they just, it, because they live like ants, they don't understand liberty at all. They grew up in a city, they live in a city, they work in the city. What the hell do they know about anything? They, they don't even go camping, hiking. Some of them do, but the majority of them do, do not, trust me. They don't spend time in the great outdoors unless you call it Central Park. Again, what do they know about liberty? Look at New York. You can't have a gun. Chicago, you can't have a gun. Washington, D.C., you can't have a gun. You don't even realize you're supposed to be allowed to have that gun. That's a liberty you lost because you wanted perceived safety. So here's the facts of the electoral college system. It's a very good thing. It was designed, again, so small states would have a say in the election. And considering how the high population states have ballooned, I mean, what is what is California? You got 54, 55 electoral votes, something like that? And they're still whining because uh, it's not fair that little say, states have so much say. Really, 54 in one state, 54 electoral votes in one state. You know how many electoral votes Montana has? Two. That's it. Two. Now, how is that unfair? You, we're only going to get two electoral votes compared to 54, 55, 56, whatever it is now. See, see that it, it balances things out, but it still gives the weight to the populist states. Yet still, those, get enough of the small states put together, and suddenly you show an electoral win. Obviously, Hitler spent no time in those places, or very little, because mostly she didn't campaign. Donald Trump, two or three things a day. Hitler disappears for a week at a time. Schedules a couple a month. But she didn't need to. She had Barack Obama campaigning for her, Joe Biden campaigning for her, Michelle Obama campaigning for her. And by the way, Barack and Michelle are doing that on our dime. They're flying in our plane and they're not paying because they're campaigning. You got to pay for reimburse us for that cost. 
And that's another thing that has to be dealt with with this administration and future administrations. You do not go on vacation on on our dime. You want to you you want to fly? That's fine. I mean, you can still use Air Force One, of course, but you have to pay for the gas and the maintenance on it. The percentage for that trip has to be paid for. I mean, that's not so difficult, is it? It's your money. It's not his. But he's been playing around with it just like, oh, I know, it's your money. He spends it just like it's your money. He doesn't care. I'd like to know how much all his vacations cost. They want to talk about how many vacations were taken. They don't talk about how many days they were on vacation. And they don't point out how much it cost the American taxpayer. When George W. Bush, who I'm no fan of, he's a progressive, went home, he went home to his ranch. He owns property. That costs us zero. Just a plane trip and we're done. I mean, yes, Secret Service still has to be there. Secret Service can be following around for the rest of his life. Another thing I don't quite understand. They're rich enough to provide for their own security. Why do we have to provide it? It's nothing in the Constitution, so it can be changed. So let's change it. Well, let's show what happens uh, when you when you create a system of the rule of man where elections have consequences. Let's show them how much this election has consequences to them. While we get back to the rule of law where elections do not have consequences because no matter who's in charge, you can't do anything we didn't tell you could do to that Constitution. And there's nothing else. And there is no textual, there's no legitimate textualist judge. If they're a textualist, they need to be fired. They're, no, original. the only thing a judge should be is an originalist. Not conservative, not liberal, just simple. Textualist means you make it up. Originalist means you go back to the original intent of the people that made it. Oh, well, which one should a judge do? Whatever he wants or what the people who wrote it said to do? Well, you you figure it out, but uh, any judge that violates that rule should be removed. Local judges, whatever, vote against them, write people in, do whatever you have to do. I know a lot of places you get to vote for judges. Well, if they're not going to tell you what they are, and you can't find out their voting record, then just fire them. Just, just, just go for the other one, if there is another one. If not, write someone in. I know it won't count, but because it's not, you have to be, get this, Susan, to be a writing candidate, you still have to be on the ballot. I know. What the heck? It's a write-in. You can't be on the ballot and be a write-in. If you're, if you're eligible, how, how is that? Just, why aren't you just on the ballot? What, what's the write-in part? You got to be certified for the election, but you don't get put on the ballot. You're only a write-in. I guess there's different rules for write-ins. Anyway, we have to go to break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? 
This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. Mr. President, members of Congress, you've been making a lot of noise about taking our guns away. But you might want to review history. 1835, Gonzales, Texas Territory. The authorities wanted to confiscate the big gun that protected that colony. You know what the people said? Come and take it. Because they were willing to fight for their freedom and their guns. So are we. Come and take it if you want it. Come and take it if you think you can. Come and take it, but I warn you. You'll have to pry it from our cold dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us. So you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you gotta come through us and take it. One shot at a time. Just like Gonzalez. We're keeping our guns. Okay, and welcome back to your cooperative radio show, our half of one. That was red. What? You just did that. It went pure red. Uh oh. Well, then put it down a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Just go down a couple points. All right. I wish I didn't have to explain everything to you. Okay, okay, still talking about this article from the Rolling Stone. Don't show me anything. Just get ready to go to the top of the hour break. Or you can look around if you want. I'm going to look around. It's going to be somewhere. <laughs> Good Lord. She lost a whole folder. I'll blame Windows, but it was there until she touched it, so I don't. <laughs> when I first brought uh, this up to put this in, it wasn't there. The first time I even clicked on this on this icon, it was not there. Yeah, because it, I already had you in show, and that's why you were in show, and that's why it's not there. No. <laughs> Susan, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna it. do this, especially on air. I don't even want to do it off air. Stop talking about it. Move on. Gotta find stuff the facts are indisputable. I suggest you, you you hurry up. You're not doing anything. You're just staring at it. The facts are indisputable. Last Tuesday, there was an election for president. One candidate received more votes than the other, and that candidate lost. Again, the votes are not officially tabulated yet. They're still counting. And on top of that, as I keep explaining, they're not going to count the absentee ballots unless there's enough ballots to make a difference in the election. Each state county has their own thing about this, but that's what most of them do because, well, it won't make any difference and it's going to cost them time and money. If it isn't going to make a difference, I know you're saying they'd be disenfranchised. No, they're not. If their votes were counted, it wouldn't change the election, even if 100% of them went to the one person or the other, then they're not going to count them. They don't care about the popular vote. I keep trying to tell everybody, the Electoral College is good. It stops, it's slowed down the progressives, or man, they'd be, they'd rolled over us by now. 
So anyway, uh, again, his assertion is a fact that is not yet a fact. All the votes aren't counted, even if it mattered. We don't want to live in a democracy. Our founding fathers said that was the worst form of government for tyranny because the majority rules everything. So if you're the minority, suck it up. The only way the minorities have a chance is to band together, which they already kind of do. And still, trust me, in a pure majoritarian situation, you've got to be sorry what happens. Every vote will be a majority rule. Whoever's the majority will decide the tyranny for the minority. That's a democracy. Two wolves and a sheep fighting over discussing what they're going to have for dinner. Is the imagery too hard for you progressives? I'm so sorry. And could, please, could you millennials out there that listen to the show, could you please talk to your fellow millennials that are Kool-Aid drinkers and completely out of their minds? Uh, Is it possible to talk any sense into them at all? Because they're not going to listen to us. Only, only you got the good ones. Well, they, of course, they're good millennials. You can't just say all millennials are idiots because that's not a fact. Unfortunately, the majority of them are idiots, and that's a fact. In fact, the majority of college graduates with a bachelor's degree were found to be functionally illiterate. There you have it. All that education still can't understand what they're reading. All they had to do was get their Hooked on Phonics CD, and they'd be great. They wouldn't have had to go to college. They could at least read. Maybe you could understand how to do things, and and when you make mistakes, how to correct yourself or learn from them, etc., etc., and have a good work ethic, which means you want to be there for your boss so your boss is happy to pay you. You show up early, not late. Early. Yeah, I don't care how long you got to sit there. The farther away you are, the earlier you got to show up. But it's odd, it's odd that it's usually the people that live closest to the job that are always late. Because they always they cock you there. They think, ah, it's only 10 minutes away. But they run into traffic. Eh, well, now it's 20 minutes away and you're 10 minutes late. You're not supposed to try and finagle your time so you show up to work right at the moment. You're supposed to ensure you're not late. And you don't leave early. You work late. See, that you work you show your boss that you earn your money. You're not entitled to squat. And I think that's the biggest problem with some millennials is they think they're entitled to everything. I think you're learning. You're not entitled to anything, including who's president of the United States. You can whine about the electoral college all you want. I've been hearing this about the electoral college since I was a kid in New York. It's not going to change. It would take a constitutional amendment it's not going to happen because the little states are not going to give up their rights and ratify an amendment that's going to screw them and put the wackadoos in the big cities in charge. Because look at how wonderful those cities are running. Let's put them in charge of everything. And their answer is, but if we were just in charge of everything, it would work. No, it wouldn't. It, you'd been in charge of everything all over the world over the course of history. And socialism which is what progressivism is it's elitist socialism doesn't work 
Keynesian economics has been proven failed around the country. They blame it on capitalism. Keynesian economics isn't capitalism, if we want to use that term, which I don't. Free markets, that's what capitalism is, free markets. We don't use the word capitalism unless they use it, because then we have to. But we, we're what free markets. We don't have free markets. Europe doesn't have free markets. All these collapses of economy blamed on capitalism, free markets. We hear free markets, the market will take care of anything, Obama says. Well, yeah, if we had a free market, uh, what we have right now is socialist cronyism. Democratically elected crony socialism. That's what we have right now. This isn't free markets. This isn't capitalism, which is a derogatory term used by Karl Marx. Free markets is what we want. That's if you call us capitalists, and that's what capitalism is. And until we have free markets, and that means no Federal Reserve manipulating the economy, then the market can't fix everything. The market can't correct this. The market can't do anything because you've controlled it and put it in a box. But let's talk, just bemoan this idiotic thing before the final count is in. They've been screaming about this popular vote, the popular vote, the popular vote, the popular vote, the popular vote. Well, popular vote hasn't isn't done counting yet. So the just because she was ahead doesn't mean she will be ahead. And even if she was ahead, again, it's irrelevant. We shouldn't even talk about the popular vote. We shouldn't even count the popular vote. Not nationwide. You just let the states count their votes and send their electors. That's how it's supposed that's how it's designed now by the states. Again, the constitution just gives the power to the state legislature. The state legislature doesn't have to allow you to vote. For who they're. That's why it's so important that you have control of your state. Also, when we repeal the 17th Amendment, the state legislature will be controlling the Senate. Well, the senators they send. So, again, we have to have control of our state government. We're not there yet, so don't worry, don't sweat the small stuff. The national stuff is the small stuff. Yes, does it suck that that many people would vote? For somebody that is such a violent criminal who has murdered people, had them murdered, let them be murdered, as in Benghazi. Yes, she's the butcher of Benghazi. And 40-something percent, yeah, about 40-something percent of America that are dead illegal aliens or otherwise not allowed to vote... Maybe she got 42% of the vote. Maybe. But still, that's 42% of this country that is so in need of the government for its existence that they would vote for somebody as horrible as Hitlery rotten Clinton. That's because they're all on government dole. Remember, we t- we tipped the 50% mark on government dole, but I told you, not everybody that's taking benefits is going to vote for their benefits. They're going to vote for what's right for the country because they're good people. Maybe they're conservatives. Just because you're conservative doesn't mean you can't find yourself on assistance. 
even though it's unconstitutional. We paid for it. Might as well be on it if you need it. We're paying for, I don't know, I, I can't, I don't know how many millions of people are on welfare. But the inner cities are full of them. On welfare. On the dole. But now there's more people than ever in one way or another on the dole. Whether it's just food stamps or energy assistance or etc. Not the full-blown welfare stuff, but people have to take advantage of this because of the, because of the economy, because they lost their jobs, uh, because of inflation. There's many factors. This economy is absolutely hard. I, there hasn't been one this bad since Dimmy the Jimmy, Dimmy Jimmy Carter. The difference is Dimmy Jimmy Carter's administration didn't know that they could massage all these numbers and tell the American people a bunch of lies uh, that they call statistics and numbers and facts and finds out they're all made up. There's no inflation. Yeah, well, you cut energy and food from the calculation during your administration. Why? Because they're the most expensive commodities we consume. And hence, you don't... You can't listen to their numbers. The number you would have to look. You'd have to get really down into it, and then go to other areas where these same things are counted by a different bureaucracy that isn't massage that they're not massaging the numbers through, and then you can kind of find out some of the truth. Like here, I don't know. How about just look at how many people are not unemployed? Have are are not are not working. How many people are not working? Around 95 million people not working. Does that sound like 5% unemployment to you? No. Well, do the math. There's three, there was 330,000 people in the country last time I checked. Uh, probably doesn't account for all the illegal aliens, but just, just use 330 million as a starting point. You know, 5% of that, figure out. 0. 0.05. Times up, we have 0. 0.05. And we all have calculators now, which makes it really easy. The kids now, I don't even think they know how to do math on a piece of paper. I, I would bet I bet they couldn't do it. Okay. Right now, Hillary Clinton leads Donald Trump by over a million votes. As all the absentee ballots from California, Washington, and New York are counted... Experts expect that number to climb over 2 million with a margin of victory around 1.5%. First of all, that's not a victory. You have to win the Electoral College she lost. I don't think you're going to get through this article in the first hour. (laughs) I told you. I couldn't wait for you to tear this apart. And by the way, it's nice to say Washington, New York, and California, the three most liberal places, the absentee ballots are counted. If they're counted, you mean? Again, well, California will count them. Oh, and, yeah, I guess these these three states will count them because uh, they're going to hope beyond hope that the military people overseas that are from New York, California, Washington are just as left wing lunatic as they are. Except that's not the case. Absentee ballots overwhelmingly go to the Republican candidate. Period. What they what they see what he didn't point out is. They're probably not going to count any of the absentee ballots 
in the places, in all the states that Bush won, which, by the way, I mean, uh, Trump won. If By the way, if you look at the electoral map of what he won, he won two-thirds of the United States of America. You're talking about popular votes? Two-thirds of the state, it, at least. I, I didn't do the math. I just looked at the map. Look, Brian, they they were not ready for this in any way, shape, or form, number one. And number two, all you had to do, and we've said this before on the show, is look at his rallies, for goodness sake. Oh, yeah, if you want to know who's more popular. <laughs> Hitler, Hitler couldn't fill a small venue. <laughs> He, he overflowed stadiums. People were turned away. Other people were camped outside. They put loudspeakers outside so they could hear. That's a Trump rally. Hitler rally is, do you love Hitler? No, no, go away. Do you love Hitler? No, go away. Uh, but, but their problem is everybody that shows up loves Hillary, but there's not enough of them. For a while there, they were paying for it until it came out that they were paying to put people in seats. So then what did they do? Narrow focus on on her when she speaks and the stage behind her. You can't see the seats. Now, the ones covering the Trump rally, they would pull their cameras all the way back to the rear so you could see all the seats. Except CNN. They didn't do that. That's why people were yelling at well, CNN. Well, no. The, the, I'm talking about... The ones that were working the Trump rallies, you know, the camera, they have their own cameraman. So their camera pulled back so you could see. Of course they did. Look at all the people here. Uh, why doesn't Hitler's do that? There's nobody there. We already know that. And now it, she hardly even, she hardly even campaigned. Look, she's sick and she thought it was over. She was done. In 2014, it was pretty much decided by the Democrat that she was going to be the nominee. Bernie Sanders never had a chance. She had all the superdelegates lined up before the primary even started. That's how she thought she was going to win the general the same way. Only with all the crooked games and all the shenanigans, they still couldn't pull it off. In fact, it was the worst electoral college showing for a presidential candidate since like 1920, 1930, something like that. That's pretty sad. She won, huh? I guess I guess a few popular votes are more important than actual geographic areas of the United States of America. See, this is what the Electoral College was created to prevent. Idiots like this that wanted popular vote to choose who president is. No. First of all, it, we don't want a populist president. If, if the people didn't vote, it wouldn't matter what the president said because... Well, the legislature decides. He says it to the legislature. You know what that does? It takes a lot of money out of politics and the presidential election race because all they have to do is convince the state legislatures, not we the people, and you don't do TV ads for that. You just show up. It, you see how much better it would be? But you think, let's go let's go popular vote. Whoever's, whoever's more popular, let's be the true banana republic that they want us to be. Let's finish the job. Because if we get rid of the Electoral College, it's over. It's just over. Sadly, or to, for them sadly anyway, for us very happily, it takes a constitutional amendment, and it's not going to happen, you precious little thing. Oh, they're so fragile. Uh, rioting in the streets, really? 
Those aren't protests. Those are riots. If you damage property, that's a riot. And it's criminal. And I'm glad they're arresting them after the fact. And they are. And the ones they arrested in Oregon, most of them didn't even vote. Some of them were for a different state. (laughs) Some of them were paid. All this came out when the cops investigated and arrested people. I, I look, you break the law, you, you do the time. Uh, there are consequences for your actions, fragile little ones. You aren't entitled. You didn't get a permit. Even if you just block traffic. That's unlawful. You're supposed to get a permit. The only reason that's not happening is because in these lunatic fringe cities where it's going on, the mayors aren't enforcing the law. In fact, was New York, I think it was New York City, I think it was New York City where they marched, they had the police marching with them and blocking traffic for them. Totally disrupting traffic. In New York City, that's a big deal. People got to get somewhere, man, and there's enough traffic already. But if they had a permit, this would all been, you know, the traffic situation would have been figured out ahead of time instead of just running out in front of them, blocking the roads off so that they can saunter on by, uh, most of them not even old enough to vote. But again, they want to be heard, so let it be heard. If, you know, they're not doing it the right way. South American-style riots. It's not the way to win people over in America. Despite what you've been told, we are not yet a socialist hellhole. We are socialists, but we're not a hellhole yet. We're working on it really, really quickly. And I've just been told most people haven't even don't even know about Cloward and Piven. We're going to do a special show next week, and we're going to bring up all the left-wing lunatic nonsense that you're supposed to already know nine years ago but we're gonna bring it up and do it over and i hope tomorrow i wanted to have it for today and it just when i started going through it there's a compilation sean hannity put about all the people that want you know said oh he couldn't be president he's not he's not fit to be president he can't be president he'll never win blah blah all that stuff you know put a compilation but it's like 11 minutes long 11 and a half minutes plus he talks in between it which i have to cut out some of it because some of it's just you know he's showing graphics it came from a video showing graphics while he's talking you can't see the graphics what? Nothing. I'm just saying. Um, I'll leave. I'll leave it intact. But it's eleven thirty. Eleven minutes thirty seconds. It'd be fun to play though. I'd have to give up eleven thirty of my time. So, are we continuing with this, or are you done? Oh no. <laughs> I'm sure there's more in here. As has been noted in the New York Times, you know the progs. Uh, I'll quote the New York Times, the Washington Post. And a salon. Come on now. You just quote it. It's like you live in your own little... They do. They live in their own world. They, they, Everybody around them thinks just like they do, so they must be right. Trust me, as someone that grew up in New York and everybody around me thought the same way I did, which was screw politics, 
I'm not I'm not reading the newspaper. I'm not watching it. None of my friends did any of that. They were political at all. We I don't know, 70s. We just tuned out. But everyone around us felt the same way. So it just seemed normal. But you move other places, that's not normal. That's been, because they just vote however these people tell them. Just, they don't have to think. But most of them don't vote to tell you the truth, and that's a good thing. So the New York Times, that would be a greater margin of victory in the popular vote than the ones with which John F. Kennedy won in 1960 and Richard Nixon won in 1968. Again, you're pro- now you're projecting numbers based on something that hasn't been counted and based on something historically untrue, that they're all going to go for Hitler in those three states. I, I, I don't believe that to be true. I don't. There'll be a percentage for Trump. And then, okay, so let's count all of them in every state. Oh, but that's not going to happen. So uh, little fragile people won't have to hear the truth that she lost the popular vote as well. And I don't care. The popular vote, again, doesn't matter. So I I don't really care who won the popular vote. It's irrelevant to me. Only relevant to you because you don't like to play by the rules. The ends justify the means. Now you want to try and overthrow a president who hasn't even been inaugurated yet. Who hasn't done one thing. He's getting blamed for all kinds of things going on. He has, he's not president. Obaminous is. He refuses to call for them to stop with the violence. He just talks about free speech and la 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 and let's be, do and let's be nice to each other, blah, blah, blah. But when called to specifically ask these protesters to stop what they're doing because they're rioters, he refuses. Because they have a First Amendment right. Suddenly the Constitution matters to this man. Anytime a left-wing lewd cites the Constitution, just don't listen to them. They have no idea what the Constitution means. Of course, Trump won the election because he won the most electoral votes. Not the most. A lot more electoral votes. I've never, I don't remember seeing someone that's get, that got trounced this bad, really. And again, I said, because that hasn't happened since like the 1930s. The U.S. Constitution allots each state a number of electoral votes based on the combined number of members of Congress each state has. That Yes, that's true, because that's based on what? The population, the popular vote. They vote for hmm, the representatives uh, get seats based on what? How many people are in the district? Or in the state, right? So, you got the people plus two senators for each state. And with that, we got to go to a break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, because we'll be right back. humor for you called you might be a liberal if you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero you might be a liberal if you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush you might be a liberal if your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News Channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler! 
uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be liberal. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. <laughs> Some political watchers are saying this could be the nastiest, most negative election season of all time. This campaign season seems like candidates have taken dirty to a whole new level. When pundits start shouting and politicians start calling each other's names, it can seem like a return to civility is not possible. Like the, the very idea is a relic of some bygone, bygone era. John Adams is a blind, bald, crippled, toothless man who wants to start a war with France. While he's not busy importing mistresses from Europe, he's trying to marry one of his sons to a daughter of King George. Haven't we had enough monarchy in America? I'm Thomas Jefferson, and I approve this message because John Adams is a hideous, hermaphroditical character with neither the force and firmness of a man nor the gentleness and sensibility of a woman. If Thomas Jefferson wins, murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will be openly taught and practiced. The air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. Are you prepared to see your dwellings in flames, female chastity violated, children writhing on a pike? I'm John Adams, and I approve this message because Jefferson is the son of a half-breed Indian squaw raised on hoe cakes, and Hamilton is a Creole bastard brat of a Scotch peddler. The nastiest, most negative election... Candidates have taken dirty to a whole new... It can world. seem like a return to civility is not possible. I'll make our government open and transparent so that anyone can ensure that our business is the people's business. Now, Justice Louis Brandeis once said, sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. 
And as president, I'm going to make it impossible for congressmen or lobbyists to slip pork barrel projects or corporate welfare into laws when no one's looking, because when I'm president, meetings where laws are written will be more open to the public, no more secrecy. That's a commitment I make to you as president. No more secrecy. Cooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. No red. Yeah, I see that. We were too hot. Happens, especially with me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Never know. Oh. When I was singing in a band, the keyboardist told me, you could fart and cause feedback. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. It was a she, actually. Well, no, didn't the bo- the brother Pele too? Wasn't he the keyboardist? No, no, I'm talking about uh, Radagast. Oh, oh. Yeah, I know. I forgot you were in a couple of different bands. Yeah, but after te- telepathy, it never worked. Just had one shot at it. Had one shot at it, and as usual, uh, a woman broke up the band. So, back to this Rolling Stone article. Uh, we've been talking about uh, for an hour now. <clears throat> so, here we go. The U.S. Constitution allots each state a number of electoral votes based on the combined number of members of Congress each state has. Therefore, Wyoming, with one representative in the House and two senators, has three electoral votes. Oh, I'm sorry. We have three electoral votes in Montana. I forgot about that. Because uh, you get the representative and two senators. We have one representative and two senators. Woo-hoo! So the two sen- see the senators are the ones that give us at least two electoral votes. So we're guaranteed three. You're gonna have one representative no matter what. So no matter how small our state is, you won't have less than three electoral votes. And you put Wyoming, us, North Dakota, South Dakota together, it starts adding up. You see, it's brilliant and. Their, the way they campaigned and the way they run their election was brilliant. Went to didn't pay attention to winning the popular vote. Just plan, just the plan was all about winning the most electoral votes, which is how it should be. All right, so Wyoming with one representative in the House and two senators has three electoral votes, while California with fifty-three representatives and two senators has fifty-five electoral votes. You see, that doesn't sound fair to you at all. Not really. You don't think that's that's not enough of an advantage, 55 to 3? In all but Nebraska and Maine, all electoral votes go to the candidate who wins the state's popular vote. Thus, a candidate who wins by one vote in a state gets the same number of the state's electoral votes, all of them, as a candidate who wins by millions of votes. No, 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 see, see what he did there? He just mixed in the fact that they're saying in the popular vote, the, she won by a million votes. 
But he's putting in the context of this, who wins by one vote in a state gets the same number of that state's election, all of them, as a candidate who wins by millions of votes. What difference does it make? It's, you you want the popular vote. You got it in the state where you're not entitled to it. Shut up, you little twip. Who is this idiot? You should have put his name, whoever wrote this, you should have put his name up there. They didn't have it. Oh, they had it. It's just this stupid site's hard to read. Um, so, okay, so it doesn't matter if you win by one or one million. Right, it doesn't, because you won the state. Therefore, those electors are yours. That's a popular vote. You lost. Whether it's by one or one million, you lost. That's what you're trying to do with the whole nation. And you're complaining about it on the state level. Now you want an electoral college at the state level like they have in Maine, where they split the electoral votes based on who in this district votes here and who in that district votes there. Uh, you're kind of setting up your own little electoral college there, aren't you? Well, because whoever wins the popular vote in Maine will not decide who gets all the electoral votes. Now the electoral votes are split. Sounds to me... Like you just want it, you just want the state to be broken down into sectors that can win electoral votes, or you want a giant popular vote and nothing else works. But you're not going to get either. You're going to get it in some stupid states like Maine, who's completely been infested with Californians and New Yorkers and homosexuals. Uh, yeah, homosexuals usually overwhelmingly vote Democrat. There's very few conservative or Republican homosexuals there are so i just said there's very little but again you, i don't how you be conservative and be a homosexual if you're gonna be for the homosexual agenda you're not a conservative conservatism is about conserving what is good and throwing out the rest So, he goes on. So, the election... Oh, wait. And all the other candidates win state by vote. Thus, a candidate wins by one... He gets repeating himself. So, the election was rigged in the sense that the founding fathers created a system that, at this point in history, tilts the playing field in favor of candidates who appeal to low-population states and a small set of contested swing states rather than those who appeal to big urban centers in population-rich states that are not contested. You do realize that we took, we took blue states. Pennsylvania comes to mind. Sorry, that you don't... Us, oh, these low-populous states. You see? They, these low They don't know anything. They're backwards, knuckle-dragging, Joe Six-Pack, fly-over-nothings. Why do they have a say? Us, us intelligent progressives that live in cities and go to universities, we're the ones that are supposed to be in charge. And you haven't even read Plato's Republic yet. I got, I don't think they teach that in uh, any colleges anymore. Maybe they do because he's a bit of a commie. But so, uh, <clears throat> and a small set of contested swing states, not contested, 
rather than those who appeal to big urban centers and population-rich states that are not contested. What are you talking about? Why are they contested? Oh, you mean because anybody could win? Oh, we can't have that. Let's appeal to the big urban centers and population-rich states because they're not contested. We know where they're going to go. So let's do that. First, the swing states. By giving all the electors in a swing state to the candidate who wins that state, even if only a small number of votes, the system heavily favors the candidate who appeals to those few states. All the other states, where the candidates may win by much larger margins, become less relevant. Really? Let's break up New York into New York City and everybody else. No, you want to split. You want to do this more fairly. I agree. In all the big states, all the big city states, the big cities, it's their district, and then there's everybody else that gets the rest of the electors. Let's do that. <laughs> Suddenly, your your vote, the big city vote, won't count so much, won't Because the rest of the, you've just lost the electoral votes because. Upstate New York is going to vote Republican. Out of Long Island, that's a toss-up. But still, between the two, you are going to end up losing a portion of electoral votes that were guaranteed, like you said, uncontested. Uh, It isn't uncontested in your state. Count the votes. Not everybody voted Democrat. So, yeah, let's do this. I say we do this only we have a movement to push this. Since it's a progressive idea, let the progressives do it where they exist in huge numbers. All the big population centers will be split off into their own electoral votes, and then the rest of the state will have the rest of the electoral votes. If you look at the electoral map, no Democrat would ever win an election ever again if we did this in Washington, California, New York, and New Jersey. Chicago, Illinois, all these places, Ohio, all of them. If you look at it, it's like everywhere the city is is blue, a little dot, and then the rest of it's red. So let's break these blue dots off. They can have their own set of electoral votes based on the amount of people there. So they'll have more electoral votes of the electoral votes, I mean, the portion thereof. But you stand to lose the port that other portion, which would go to the Republican candidate, and now you're helping him win electoral votes. Be careful what you ask for. What do they call them? Snowflakes? They're all fragile little things. <laughs> so, okay, so the, giving all the electors to the candidate who wins that state, blah, blah, blah. The system heavily favors the candidate players to those few states. If they're so few and have so little electoral votes, how did he win by just appealing to those few states? Try again. Look at the map. All the other states where the candidates may win by much larger margins become less relevant. That's how it's supposed to be. It is not a, it is not a democracy. It is not... One man, one vote for the President of the United States. Only one man, one vote to choose the electors from your state. That's all you get. That's the law. Again, 
fragile little things aren't going to change it. In this election, Clinton won some of the most populous states in the nation, New York and California. Right. And that's why you got those giant electoral numbers. If it wasn't for those states, Hitler would have been even more pathetic than it was now. Are you kidding me? So she won New York and California by substantial margins. But if you had broken those states up, then Trump would have won a portion of those electors. And then that would have been a net loss for Hitler, Rotten, Clinton. Man, your own argument screams of stupidity. Like, you don't, you can't even understand how, basic, common sense, how things work. If you want to split New York City off from the rest, and Los Angeles and San Francisco have their own electoral votes, and the rest of the state has theirs, oh, I'm all for it. Let's do this. You want to, you want to do this? Let's do it. But you have to amend the Constitution. It ain't going to happen. Uh, because, first of all, the people in New York and California, I, I don't think are that stupid. Maybe they are. It's been a long time and things have gotten worse. Who knows how stupid they are? Uh, let's let's do that in the big popular states. Go for it. Go see how go see how it works out. Um, again, you can you the, the state can split it can choose to split its vote, so you don't need an amendment for that. If you just want to split up the electoral vote, you could do that in your beautiful states. And I say, make sure everybody in the state understands when they do this. The way to do it is. It's New York City versus everybody else. It's L.A. and San Francisco versus everybody else. It's Chicago versus everybody else. Get the idea? So if they're fighting for this and where you are, get involved. Make sure that that's the case and then go ahead and help them get it done. If they're going to do it that way, I'm all for it because there's because the Republicans are going to get some of those electoral votes, which they never get, ever. This would diminish their electoral votes, not increase it. All right, so where was I on this stupid thing? Blah, 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 blah. Texas was the largest state Trump won, but he won by that by a much smaller margin. Oh, you mean because of all the voter fraud you had going on there? Because all the... All the people you brought in there, all the illegal aliens you put in there, all the uh, refugees you put in there to try and turn that state blue, plus all the election, you know, the rigging through the machines and all that stuff. And the the registration and the people voting who are dead and the people voting that are not from that county and people voting that are not from that state and people voting twice. I, I can keep going on with this. All of that was done in Texas, and yet... Trump still won Texas, but by a small margin. Well, yeah, let's remove all the voter fraud, and it's a much bigger margin. Again, there's there's massive voter fraud across the United States. There were machines coming back in Texas and Pennsylvania that were reporting that they voted for Trump and the machine voted for Hillary. These These are news stories. You can look them up, fragile little ones. I don't like I don't like using other people's things, so I'm not going to call you a snowflake. Although that's kind of fit, except snowflakes are complex, and I wouldn't insult snowflakes by calling you that. Okay, uh, Texas, blah blah blah. Trump 
but he won that by a much smaller margin. Of course, Trump won the most important swing, important swing states, but also by very narrow margins. Because of the winner-take-all system, Trump's narrow advantage in those few swing states mattered much more than Clinton's massive advantage in the uncontested states. Again, what is this uncontested crap? Are you trying to say that they always vote Democrat? Yeah, we got that. Uncontested? Those elections can be contested because they're all rigged. Four Democrats. Fragile little thing. Second, basic math. (laughs) I want... Oh, the gift that keeps on giving. He's still talking. He has more than one thing to say. All right, second, basic math. I got to hear this. Uh, Progressive math illustrates the point that all low population states, not just swing states, are favored in this system. That is the point. It is not favored. It gives them a say. It's not favored. You have the big states have more electoral. What is what is so hard about this? Basic math and the law. Put them together, and there's no problem. So, uh, illustrates the point all po- low population states, not just swing states, are favored in the system. According to the latest census in 2010, Wyoming, the nation's lowest population state, has just over 560,000 people. Those people get three electoral votes, or one per 186,000 people. California, our most populous state, who gets electoral votes based on how many illegal aliens are in their country because they get counted in the census. So let's be clear that their electoral votes are already overinflated and they're complaining. <clears throat> California, our most populous state, has more than 37 million people. The Californians have 55 electoral votes or one per 670,000 people. Right. Again, it's not an apportionment. The, they're apportioned within this state. They're not apportioned across the country. The idea, and it's, it's amazing it still matters at all. Low population states have a say. Do you understand the states have rights? And plenary powers. These people don't like that. They want a majority rules country. They think they do. I want state to take care of everything from cradle to grave. When I say the state, I mean the national government. And look at look at the state of California. It wants to secede from the union. Please do. You know who wants to take in the whole left coast? I just saw a headline today when I was doing going through the copy. Canada. Canada's inviting their northern brethren to take the entire left coast. Southern. Oh, they're encouraging Canada. No, Canada's encouraging them. They're southern. To secede and join them? Yeah. That would be that'd be dis, pretty disjointed. California doesn't actually reach all the way up. No, they want the whole left coast. Oh, the whole left coast. No. I say give it to them. Because they're so far in debt that is illegal already. I'm not, I'm not paying off California's debt. You guys got to pay it off yourself. You realize that, right? Comparatively, people in Wyoming have uh, nearly four times the power in the Electoral College as people in California. No, they don't. They get three versus 55. You really don't know how to do math at all, do you? You must have copied this and pasted it from somebody. Because I don't even believe you could come up with these numbers on your own. 
this person probably can't even add yet alone figure out how how to divide for the electoral college per the amount of people how many people per electoral vote my god uh, so it doesn't have four times the power he's trying to say the individual vote has four times nearly four times the power but it doesn't because it only gets three that's the minimum three electoral votes that's the minimum set up in 1787 it should be it should be more now to give the little states a bigger say i'm for i'm for doing that i'm for amending it so you get the minimum is higher than it's calculated now because 54 uh, 55 electoral votes in california is not fair i say that's not fair i say the small states should have a bigger percentage in the say as they should really but again the electoral college has stood this long and look it still works trump trounced the witch even though they thought they had the election all sewn up but another way, if California had the same proportion of electoral votes per person as Wyoming, it would have about 200 electoral votes, which is why we don't do that. Again, we don't want the high population centers to rule. The big states back in the day, the colonies, the states, they they wanted more power, of course. They fought for more power, just like this idiot here. They weren't given that for a good reason. To get the southern state, the the small states on board, you had to have some way of convincing them that they would have a say. Now, what these people want is to take away their say. Just a popular vote. So, uh, just a matter of how many people in the country vote. The states have no power, no rights at all. Uh, I'm sorry. If you you think that's a better system, you better go pound your head on a wall three times and reset your brain. If you look at the map generated by Slate showing the difference of the states with the greatest power at Electoral College, those whose citizens vote count the most are mostly low-population conservative states. Meanwhile, the states with the least power, there are no conservative states, the least power in the Electoral College are more of a mixed bag of conservative swing and liberal states. Importantly, among the five least powerful, most populous states are three that deliver overwhelming Democrat majorities every four years. California, New York, Illinois. Wait a minute, didn't they lose Illinois this time? I know they lost Ohio. I'd be, I feel Illinois, I mean, that's the seat of the progressive I movement. really do think that, he, that she lost Illinois. I, I really do. I remember saying to myself, wow. You'd have to look that up. Yeah. What this means is that America's electoral system is rigged to give these smaller states more conservative. First of all, they may be more conservative compared to you, but uh, no. We don't really have many conservative states. You want to talk about who votes R&D? Yes, there are states that always go R, but they just pointed out three most popular states always go D. Getting all those electoral votes in three stinking states isn't enough for them. Because the progressives much win. And the majority of the people in any place with big cities are progressive. 
Um, in fact, that's one of the reasons the Constitution's framers created the system in the first place, to give those small states a say in the process. Oh, there you go. And help the slave states. Now, there we went again. No, that's not what... They didn't want to help the slave states at all, you dumbass. They tried early on to get rid of slavery. It was a non-starter. They did nothing in the Constitution to help the slave states. They did everything in the Constitution to get rid of slavery. Look in the Constitution. Anything that... Any, any provision that uses the 1803 as a date it goes into effect is for is to get rid of slavery. That's its sole purpose. It was put in there to end it, to or to begin the ending of it, if that needs to be. But whatever. It was always the intent to end it. So no, they wouldn't give them any advantage. In fact, that's why the three-fifths rule that everyone gets so upset about, because they get taxed based on that, and they get to vote based on that. In other words, they get representation in the House of Representatives, three-fifths for every slave. So... It's not that they counted as three-fifths of a person. They were counted both as a person, thanks to the people in the North, <clears throat> and as a tax. Well, no, as a person, thanks to the slave owners, and the tax, thanks to the Northern states. And that was the compromise they came up with. There had to be a compromise. This had to be done, or we wouldn't have the United States of America. And these progs would probably be happy. No, they'd be miserable, because they'd be living in some hellhole somewhere. Uh, Lord knows what the world would even look like without the United States of America ever being built. Think about how that could change history. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza did an entire documentary slash movie on that. On just that? Yeah. On what the world would look like without America. That's cool. Um... To illustrate this, think about what a pure popular vote system would do to the election. Yeah, ruin it. Ruin the country. Destroy the country forever. The small states would be largely ignored, and the biggest states with the most populace would get the most attention. Well, right. Isn't that a bad thing? That's that's what we're trying to avoid. So the big states run everything, and the little states are ignored. Did you catch that? They're going to punish. They, they would punish those small states, the people in it, they would punish them because once we get popular vote, majority rules, well, then whoever is in office, whoever's in charge could do whatever they want, right? Like they do now, that they're not allowed to do, but we got to go to break. It's Young Quabbin Radio Show. You stay tuned cause we'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day, Studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio, the dominant force in Internet conservative talk radio. Attention business owners, we know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the Right Now Company. 
General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for right now? So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. 800-917-8251. 800-917-8251. That's 800-917-8251. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. 
to the Aquabit Radio Show, hour half of two. Okie dokie, okie finoki. We're uh, still on the same article. We are. Isn't this that guy, great? He's a raging lunatic. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's how most of the people in this country think. Yeah, I know, because most people think there's an actual college of, of people that sit around and decide who's president. My Uncle Lou did. My whole life growing up, that's all he spouted, all, every presidential election. There, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. <laughs> this electors are, are picked by the legislature to represent them in Congress, and the people decide who they go for. That's as simple as that. It gives it gives the people in living smaller states a bigger say, proportionally wise. Yes, that was the idea. It isn't a setup. It's not a rigged system. It's a system to ensure fairness. They don't want fairness. They want to crush you like a bug. Uh, okay. The framers thus chose this system that would give power to the small states over the big states. No, it doesn't. Big states still have the most power. Just not as much. Just the small state has a little more power than they would otherwise. 54 still beats three last time I checked. 55, I'm sorry. 55. I'm sorry. The the difference is three to, we, we didn't do that proportion either. The proportion of electors, 55 to 3. What's the problem with this? You don't want, you don't want a small states to have even one vote? Is that it? <clears throat> small states over big states, a system that now favors conservative Republicans over more liberal Democrats. It's no coincidence that the two presidential candidates in this century who have won the popular but lost the election were Democrats. The other, Al Gore in 2000. No, it isn't. It's because, you know, here's another thing that happens. Notice that polls don't match. Not even close. And I, I was listening to a professional pollster complaining about this, and he says it's because the elections are rigged. And... That's the only reason that they don't come out right. So Democrats are the ones that rig the system and then complain when they lose. Again, you say Al Gore won the popular vote in 2000? I don't remember how much by the end of all the counts he actually won by. But he didn't win Florida by any count. I don't have any idea. And were the new counts added into the popular vote? Because the new counts, Bush got more. Again, before this was all going on, that everyone by had the way, forgotten. The, this has happened in history before. It, it is. This is why the popular vote doesn't matter. The states pick the president, not the people. Do you get this yet? This is not too big or hard to come. Now I know this will never go with the with the left wing lunatics. It's got to be a popular vote. One man, one vote. That's the way it's got to be. Mob rules. They don't understand that mostly they're not in the mob. They're in the rules. You know, you get ruled by the majority class. Homosexuals, you're a super minority. No, I, I'm not separating them apart. Transgenders are homosexuals. 
So <clears throat> you're like 0.3% of the population. You really think this is going to turn out well for you once the Democrats have their way? Did you not hear what they called you in WikiLeaks? They don't give a crap about black people, brown people, women, or homosexuals. They actually think of you in derision, and yet you vote for them. They're using you, and once they get what they want, like always in history, you will be the ones crushed like a bug. I'm just just telling you. Again, you don't you don't believe that uh, progressives are racists? <laughs> just because they put up a black president, so they can get rid of, get away with all this stuff. A white president would have been impeached his first year if they, he did any of the stuff that Obama did. First year, gone. And they're planning that for Trump, by the way. Uh, so they don't like this because now it favors conservative Republicans over more liberal Democrats. Uh, no, actually, if you look at how it wasn't always a landslide in the Republican, not like this. This, is, this was big, man. And it's because he was smarter than she was. His team was smarter than her team. See, privilege and entitlement tends to put people in a position they don't deserve. Hitler, Rotten, Clinton should never have been Secretary of State. She doesn't have the temperament to be a diplomat. But she did know how to enrich herself and her husband. That was good. And her rapist husband. Although I hear she goes to a pedophile island now, too. In one of the WikiLeaks, I read it. So, uh, so anyway, uh, popular vote. There was another one, and it, it earlier on in our history. But Al Gore, I don't remember how much if he won the popular vote in the end or not. I don't really care. He lost the electoral college, and that's all that matters. But understand, they it's because they've rigged the system for them, but it's not working out because. They haven't rigged it ev- enough everywhere. They, they've got those states that they keep talking about, SONA, uncontested. Why do you think that is? System is rigged, and they've rigged it. It was Tommy the Commie Woodrow Wilson, a progressive Democrat, in 1913. 19, yeah, I think it was 1913, 14. Uh, when he first got into office, I think it was 1913. But I could be wrong. But it's right around there. Anyway, the first thing he did was resegregate the military. The military was desegregated. means black people, black people mixed in with white people in the military. First thing he did was resegregate the military and resegregate all the bathrooms and water fountains in government buildings. Democrat. Progressive. 1913. Do you think they're less prejudiced now? You won't feel it till they get in power. I keep trying to explain to these young kids that you've been lying to. Well, how come the Republicans are always, you know, portrayed as being with the KKK? Because because that's what they do. They, They project. Democrats are the KKK. Democrats, that's why they took the guns away from black people in the South. They were Democrats that did that because they were afraid that the black people would protect themselves with guns and kill them. 
They were the KKK. Who passed the Jim Crow laws that ever, that the left keeps talking about? Democrats keep bringing up. You want to go back to Jim days? Jim Crow laws. Who made the Jim Crow law? Democrats, not Republicans. Not the, not that I'm for this Republican Party in any way, shape, or form. It was the Republicans who got the Civil Rights Act passed, which was unconstitutional. But it was them who got it passed. It was the Democrats that filibustered it. Look it up. They have been using minorities forever as guaranteed votes. And even with all these guaranteed votes, they can't get enough votes to win an election. Sorry, except in all the progressive states. But that's where the population is, and we should have more say. You have plenty of say. Again, 54 to 3. What they want is us to have no say. They want to be in charge all the time. Uncontested, as he keeps using the term. We have to call this system what it is, rigged. Interestingly, Trump himself recognized the unfairness of the Electoral College in a series of tweets in 2012. He called the system a disaster for democracy. It is. We don't live in a democracy. A total sham and a travesty and a laughingstock. Well, that's until he learned what the Electoral College was. Understand he was a New Yorker. Every New Yorker I knew thought the Electoral College was a sham and this, that. And you had to, you pretty much, that was your, everybody around you thought that. But I guess after he found out about it, he figured out how to use it to his advantage. Now, didn't he? I'm sorry, professional politicians are too stupid to have figured that out for themselves, or they're incapable of winning in those states. Again, sounds like their problem. Maybe they should fix that. Maybe they should be less radical. Maybe they should be, I don't know, uh, someone who supports the U.S. Constitution and upholds it, rather than an ideology of nonsense. Of course, he tweeted his commentary when he mistakenly believed that Barack Obamaists had lost the popular vote against Mitt Romney. Trump also said before learning Obama had in fact won both the popular vote and electoral votes that there should be a revolution in this country, that we should fight like hell to stop this great and disgusting injustice, and that we can't let this happen and should march on Washington. Okay, if you say so. Again, there's no source here. I have no idea. Funny how now Trump is saying something completely different. Since he won the election but lost the popular vote, he's tweeted about the genius of the Electoral College, saying it brings all states, including small ones, into play. It isn't because he won. He had to embrace it before the election to actually know how to use the Electoral College to his advantage, which he did, which means before the election, he found out how brilliant it was. I don't care what he said in 2012 in a tweet. I really don't. I care what he says now and does now. Until he's sworn in, he's done nothing. Oh, it's all Trump's fault, all this, all that. That's Obama, this is uncharged. It's his fault. He's tweeted that the Genius Electoral College saying it brings all states, including small ones, into play. Thank you. He also rightly pointed out that he would have campaigned differently if there were a pure popular vote. 
there's no reason to believe that the large liberal states, and you can see, if he had half a brain, he said it right there, he would have campaigned differently, which means he already understood the Electoral College before the campaign started. He didn't change his mind after he won. Or he would have done his campaign differently. He says it right there. Progs, they write the words down and don't even know what they they mean. Must be one of these functional illiterates. There's no reason to believe that the large liberal states... What did they do? <laughs> um, large liberal states would have turned out for Trump if only he had campaigned there. But no, you don't understand. He would have got a percentage of those votes. If it's just the popular vote, he doesn't have to win the state. He would just have to win the popular vote, which means he would have campaigned in in those larger states because he needed more popular votes. But since it doesn't matter what the popular vote is, he didn't do that for his campaign, and he did his campaign specifically for the Electoral College, which means he understands the Electoral College better than these idiots uh, and this idiot doesn't understand anything, but better than the idiots that are politicos on the left. You would think being a professional politician, you, you could make better arguments. Electoral college. They love the electoral college when they win. All right. Uh, where was I? Rightly so. But. There is every reason to believe Clinton's popular vote margin would have been even greater had everyone in California and New York had the incentive to vote. Everyone in California and New York did not vote for Hitler, Rotten, Clinton, you doofus, even if they told you they did. Just look at the number of votes for Trump. He would have picked up those those votes for the popular vote, you see, and he would have campaigned there, which means he would have got more of them. Then his see his strategy would have been different. He probably still would have won. But again, this is fighting the whole left wing Democrat fraud machine that's been going on for decades. It gets worse every single election. The root problem here is the Constitution's guarantee that every state has two senators, regardless of size. If Senate representation were proportional, so much about this country would be different. Wow. It's already, you already got, you already screwed up the Senate with this, with the 17th (laughs) Amendment. Again, Tommy, the commie Woodrow Wilson, uh, which took the power away from the states to appoint senators and control their votes, which it was, is very important because it breaks the whole notion of the, the treaty being right because Two-thirds of the states would have to approve for two-thirds of the senators to vote. But now they're just another populist branch, and look at the trouble it's caused. Now let's do this. Let's make them a popular branch, too. Why? We want to be like England? You want a House of Lords and a House of Commons? Yeah, that's what they want. (laughs) You know, all this was proposed when they made the Constitution. These governments aren't new, er than our Constitution. They're older than our Constitution. They specifically didn't want anything like the government they had in England. So they want Parliament, although someone wanted, uh, 
Madison wanted a parliamentary form of government. That was shot down pretty early on. Nobody else, nobody wanted that. So we had to adjust. But this, this is good to list. This is what the other side sounds like when they speak out loud. This is when it's not just stuck in their head. This is the problem. If Senate representation were proportional, it would be different. However, it isn't. And we have not only the lopsided electoral college, but outsized influence in Congress of small rural states, which, of course, tend to vote Republican. Again, he just, want, he just wants the, the liberals, the progressives, the left-wing little progressive socialist, commie, fascist, statist bastards to rule the world. They do. That's what they want. They, because they are it. It is them. So Donald Trump has right about the system being rigged there and always have been attempts to reform this system, unrig it if you will, but those are likely to go nowhere in the near nor possibly distant future. Instead, we have to live with the reality that with Trump winning the election while losing the popular vote, again, the count isn't even in yet this these idiots just keep telling this over and over. You do realize that when the final vote is in, because you don't know the numbers yet, you might be unpleasantly surprised. And here's another thing you might be unpleasantly surprised about. Donald Trump might unrig the system. Not what you're talking about. Cramping down on voter fraud. That would mean the Democrat Party would likely not be in power ever again. And the left-wing lunatics would be screaming for the rest of their lives. Who cares? We we get to laugh at them. Wow, this is like this is just like, commie, commie, commie show. Yeah, but it's it is. Well, he's a commie. A prog is a commie. Right. It's a version of commie. They all are. They have all these different words for it. It's all the same. Status collectivism, right? What's the difference? It's a teeny differences between all of them. They all want the same thing. Set strong, centralized government that takes care of the people directly. Well, now you're going to show them how it's been tried and failed. Now, communis- communism has failed from this, from this, every time it's been tried. But communism always ends up, see, first you have to get the socialism. That's where the state takes all control over everything. And then the state's supposed to redistribute all that to the people and disappear. You're going to give a government complete power over everything, and then you think they're going to leave? There's no, I don't know if there's any George Washingtons left in the world. He's the only man in history to ever walk away from power. In history. I try to explain that to some people and I get shut down before I get to finish because they like to think of him as a old white slave owning blah, blah, this, that. And he hated, he killed Indians, hated Indians. No, actually he made peace with Indians and the Senate wouldn't ratify it. He wasn't, he wasn't, he, he, there were some Indian tribes he hated because, well, they hated us and they tried to kill us all the time and we were fighting them. So we hate them and they were on the British side. But we had our allies on our side that were Indians. It wasn't that, so it's not as cut dry, of course, as the progs keep making history. He was a great man, 
he had his flaws like every man. But when it came time, when it when when he was asked, when he was said, you know, we could make we could make you king. We could make you the monarch if you want. And he said no. I don't want to be a monarch. I'm the president. Hinting at his humble nature, at least. And then, after, and by the way, he didn't want to run for president. When he was asked to run for president, he said, have I not served my country enough? I know, he really didn't. And and they said no, and they (laughs) convinced him to run. Of course, he won overwhelmingly, because as said, he could have made himself king if he wanted to. He didn't. You know, back in the day, they would, and they did this to Jefferson too. It was, it, like you said, there wasn't a, and no popular vote. I mean, they would just print, put somebody's name in and say, this is who we want. Like they did that to Jefferson. No, no, the they the voted le- on him. They well, the legislators him. would do that. But they would, someone would put up his name without him even knowing. Well, the point is, no, they, he gets the job without him even knowing. Like <laughs> whether he wants it or not, it's irrelevant. You know, the guy. And that was they I, did that to him numerous times, and they also did it to one of the uh, signers of the the uh, concept. Well, one of the, I think that stopped after his wife died. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. He was pretty locked up in. in well, no. After he got over the grief, yeah, they started up again. <laughs> but then he went to France. So, but anyway, I think they did it to a couple of the people in uh, at the Constitutional Convention that was uh, delegates from. Uh, Maryland, they were doing that too. Definitely Washington got nominated without him even knowing or consenting to. I mean, it was just what oh, they no, did. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, they asked him. He did, they, no, they, no, they didn't draft him. They asked him. But a lot of these and guys got drafted. He, well, they, ha- they they just kept going until he agreed. <laughs> but a lot of these guys did get drafted. And he didn't want to vote for his, he didn't want to go his second term. He did it again. And then they wanted him to run a third term. He was like, Oh no, I'm done. I'm going home. I've had enough. And uh rightly so. He has so much of his life had already been I mean gone. He wants to go home well, and be with his wife and family and farm. He's yeah, he served in the French and Indian War to begin with. Well, right. That's how he he got his stature, you know, to be picked. Cuz he was I think he was a colonel in the British army. During the French and Indian Wars? Yeah. So he got promoted to general. <laughs> <laughs> and he want, can you imagine? I'm, wait, I got, I'm in charge of all this? Wait a minute. I I, I'm out of, I might not have voted for this war if I knew I was going to be in charge. I, well, it's true. They didn't have rules of engagement. They didn't know what to do with the camp followers. But he did. I mean, he did. He, he, was was make- a, he was a career British soldier. He knew how to do all those things. And we got to go to a break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned because we'll be right back. Since 2003, Crutchfield and Toshiba, their employees, and the Charlottesville, Virginia community have made it possible to send portable DVD players, DVDs, MP3 players, and digital cameras for the bringing relief in video overseas, also known as Bravo. This is the way that these companies and communities are thanking our armed forces for their service and sacrifice, 
and to let their loved ones at home know that their sacrifice is appreciated. What have you done for our soldiers lately? To find out more about the program, log on to crutchfield.com and do a search for Bravo. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. And now, a word from our founding fathers. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Read the Constitution. After all, it was written for you. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard. This is Stoplight. If you change a light bulb, you get a new light. If you change a tire, you get a new tire. If you change a baby, you keep the baby, you get a new diaper. Right? That's right. But now you can apparently run for president without knowing how to make change. You understand that in this election, the greatest risk we can take is to try the same old politics with the same old players and expect a different result. The change we need doesn't come from Washington. Change comes to Washington. Leon Panetta, Obama's pick for CIA, was chief of staff under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Rahm Emanuel, Obama's chief of staff, was a senior advisor under Bill Clinton. With the same old players. Robert Reich, one of Obama's economy gurus, was secretary of labor under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Eric Holder, Obama's pick for attorney general, was... Deputy Attorney General under Bill Clinton. Carol Browner, Obama's global warming guru, ran the EPA under Bill Clinton. Susan Rice, Obama's pick for the UN, was an Assistant Secretary of State under Bill Clinton. The same old politics with the same old players. Ironically, one person who did not have any truly official position in the Clinton administration is Obama's pick for Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. I can't wait to see what hope means. You, you keep the baby and you get a new diaper. I sound like Mr. Radio Guy. Does that sound bad to you? Yeah? As president, I expect to be judged and should be judged by the results of this program. Breaking news, the uh, May jobs report just came out and the numbers are not good. The unemployment rate went up. 40 consecutive months of 8% unemployment or more. Government payrolls down 13,000, construction down 28,000. 300,000 more long-term unemployed. The U.S. saw the smallest increase in jobs in a year. Any way you slice it, uh, looks like last summer all over again. Practically nothing about this report that was positive. Well, this is Obama's economy, that's fine. Give it to me. I hear all this, you know, well, this is class warfare, this is whatever. No, there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. 
Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you, but I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea. God bless, keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract is you take a hunk of that and pay forward for the next kid who comes along. Okay, Ed, welcome back to the Corporate Radio Show. Hour three. You know, the first one that Last you did. Last hour. The first one you did, we have to apologize for anybody that is going to download this in the future and have their ears <laughs> blown out without warning. That was really, I've never seen it go in that, that red, well, ever. I just readjusted everything. I mean, it was Based on red. what I could hear, you know, in the monitor. <laughs> Yeah, I can get pretty loud. Uh, and it's it's more like residents. It's not like I'm yelling or anything. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people... Actually, I've really toned it back. Yeah, a lot of people, like even when you talk to tech supports and stuff like that, they think you're yelling, but you're not. Yeah, I know, because I, I, I speak this loud. <clears throat> I, I don't really care anymore. Most customer service is not even worth my time and effort to speak to them communism was tried and failed yeah i I think i started the show with that didn't i (laughs) from world net daily this is one of your favorite stories that you you tell on the show by the way yep high winds and treacherous tides along North America's coast prevented the pilgrims from sailing sailing south to join Virginia's settlement at Jamestown, founded 14 years earlier. Having to disembark in Massachusetts, I mean Massachusetts, there was no government, they weren't Massachusetts yet, uh, there was no government to submit to, so the pilgrims created their own, the Mayflower Compact. It was the first constitution written in America. The Mayflower Compact began... Quote, in ye name of God, amen. That, it does, it, it, doesn't that sound like they should say that at the end? I don't, <clears throat> we whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign. Wow, the spell checker is going absolutely nuts with this old English. Uh, this is how, how it used to, you know, if you wonder why sometimes you don't understand how to spell something because it doesn't make any sense or a, because it used to be spelled differently. Uh, we, we've decided to do it this way. We've changed the English language. But it wasn't always written that way. For instance, something like honor. H-O-N-O-R, right? No, no. 
H-O-N-O-U-R. See, back in the day, you'd be an illiterate writing stuff like that. It's, it was just different. That's why you can't just read the Constitution. You have to study it. And if you're going to do that, I encourage you to listen to the Patriots Pub. PatriotsPub.us. U.S. History, the Constitution, the Founding Fathers, just the facts. No politics. I guarantee. Please listen from episode one. That's PatriotsPub.us. And if you want... To listen to Women of the Revolution, which is a different take on it, and is doing completely different stuff than we were, it makes a good companion to the show, uh, Women of the Revolution on TalkShoe.com. Or you can just go to OneCooperativeRadio.com, where that's a station that has the Patriots Pub and the Women of the Revolution and the Uncooperative Radio Show all in one spot. All of it free, of course, to listen and download. Uh, if you haven't figured out the player yet, there's little things there. You can make, you can leave comments. Uh, you can chat. You can chat with the show. All of that's available. Those little symbols. I know the symbols really don't make any sense. Just click on them and play with it. Don't be afraid. Um, anyway, where was I? Uh, yeah. Oh, the old English of the dread sovereign. Boy, talk about a whole different way to spell that. Lord King James, having undertaken for ye glory of God and advancement of ye Christian faith. See, this is the only reason I I will not... I I don't want the King James version of the Bible. Because that, that King James, that's his version of the Bible. And I don't believe it's true. Because I don't think he was a good Christian. In fact... Like, kind of say, I don't think any monarch is a good Christian. Having undertaken for ye glory of God and advancement of ye Christian faith and honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant ye first colony in ye northern parts of Virginia, in ye presence of God and one of another, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic to enact just and equal laws as shall be thought most meet and convenient for the general good of ye colony unto which we promise all due submission and obedience. It's amazing how much the language changed from this time in our country to when James Madison went to the constitutional convention Although it's still a lot of the old English, it's not like this. This is crazy. <laughs> Every word looks looks like an idiot wrote it. Uh, that's how much it changed over that period of time. That's why we can't allow textualists to be judges. Because language changes over time. Originalists only. Get rid of these labels, liberal, conservative. When it comes to a judge, it's not political. It's judicial, and it's originalist, not textualist. The Mayflower Compact ended. In witness whereof we have here under subscribed our names at Cap Cod Ye 11 of November, Anno Dome, Anno, Anno Dominus 1620. There were three types of colonies. Charter Company colonies, Royal Crown colonies, proprietary colonies. Most people do not know this. 
Now, does this talk about it, or should I talk about how they almost died? No, this talks about it. Okay. A charter company colony was created with the permission of the king, but had investors and bylaws. Their background is interesting. Medieval Europe had a sin called usury, the paying or receiving of interest. This precluded the information of joint stock companies where individual investors were protected by a limited liability. Formation. All the way back then, limited liability. Formation, not information. Where did I say that? You said this precluded the formation of joint stock companies. This precluded it. I think my eyes are drying out. (laughs) Sorry about that. Though merchant guilds, craft guilds, and religious guilds had existed for a few centuries, any significant undertaking which required a large amount of capital had to be financed by a king or wealthy nobleman. After the Reformation, what is considered the first modern joint stock company was England's Company of Merchant Adventurers to New Lands, chartered in 1553. Outfitted with investment from 250 shareholders, they sent three ships to find a way to China, but sailing north of Russia, most of the crew froze to death. The company was rechartered in 1555 as the Muscovoy Company to trade with Moscow's Ivan the Terrible. The most financially successful joint stock company was the Dutch East India Company, founded in 1602. Anyone, be it a baker, blacksmith, farmer, etc., could invest in a ship going to Indonesia, and when it came back filled with spices, a profit would be paid. The Dutch added the feature that allowed individuals to trade their shares of stock, which they did at the Amsterdam Stock Exchange, the first of its kind in the world. Remember, the Dutch were the bankers of the world back then. Yeah, they were. If a ship sank, the Dutch covered the loss by creating the first modern insurance companies. What just happened? I have no idea. (laughs) The entire copy just automatically by itself went away. (laughs) Jumped up up a whole page. All the way to the back. Uh Uh-huh. That's no, not right. <laughs> no. It jumped to where the cursor was for some reason. <laughs> now you're down. Da- now are you where you're supposed to be? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Remember the Dutch, right? Right. Insurance company. By 1612, the Dutch East India Company had become the first intercontinental trade corporation with limited liability. Limited liability corporations all the way back then. Who knew? Eclipsing in profits, all of the nations combined for nearly two centuries. Did you wait? Did you hear that? Eclipsing in profits, all other nations combined for nearly two centuries. And they complained about rich people here. The British East India Company was chartered by Queen Elizabeth I on December the first, sixteen hundred, and the Virginia Company of London was chartered. In 1606, the Virginia colony suffered tremendous financial loss due to the disease, famine, and Indian massacres. The colony was surrendered to the king, who made it a royal crown colony in 1624. What is a royal crown colony? A royal crown colony was ruled directly by the king through his appointed governor. In Virginia's case, the king appointed a governor 
but did not provide financial support. The governor demanded landowners provide his funding, but left it up to them to determine how, leading to a degree of autonomy in the Virginia House of Burgesses, the first legislative assembly in the New World. A Proprietary Colony A proprietary colony was land given by the king to private individuals, notably Maryland was originally given by King Charles I as private property to Lord Baltimore in 1632. The Carolinas were originally given by King Charles II as private property to seven Lord Proprietors in 1663. New York was originally given by King Charles II as private property to his younger brother, the Duke of York, in 1664. Pennsylvania was given by Charles II as private property to William Penn in 1681. The Pilgrims, quote-unquote Plymouth Plantation, was originally a company colony, having obtained a land patent from the Virginia Company of London. Company bylaws were drawn up by the investors called adventurers, who loaned the money for the Pilgrims' trip. They hoped to be paid back with profit. The bylaws set up a communal system for the first seven years in which all capital and profits remained in ye common stock. Now explain that. That's what they're saying, that this was a communal system. Communism. Right. It, yeah. Right. Well, you said they were going to talk about it. Is this all they were going to do? No, they, they're going to... They... To say how half of them died the first year? <laughs> and William Bradford goes, oh, wait a minute, no way. <laughs> yeah, but it says you have to do this for seven years. Right, they didn't. It didn't last. <laughs> didn't last the adventurers and planters do agree that every person that goeth, being aged sixteen years and upward, be accounted a single share. The persons transported and ye adventurers shall continue their joint stock and partnership together, ye space of seven years, during which time all profits and benefits that are got by trade, traffic, trucking, working, fishing or any other means of any person or persons, remain still in ye common stock. That's what you're talking about, what they did. That all such <laughs> persons are, as are of this colony, are to have their meat, drink, apparel, and all provisions out of ye common stocks and goods. <laughs> you getting this? Yeah. They put everything in one pile, <laughs> and then did. they split it up. Yes, I did. <laughs> No matter no matter how many people or who did what. Well, right, that's communism. You do it could be the living sounds wonderful, but if no matter how hard you work, you're gonna get the same amount of stuff as the guy that doesn't do any work or very little work, you're gonna start slacking pulling back on your work. It it's just it doesn't work. It's it's been tried. It is human nature. It's been tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried again. Even in South America, where nobody's reporting on how crappy it is and it's all falling apart, all the communist nonsense is failed in South America. Like it's failed everywhere. But they're not going to tell you about it because they want you to buy into it. And millennials, it's time for you to grow a pair. And get yourself a real education on what the Constitution and the founding of this nation is. So you don't have to walk around seeming like you're a dumbass. And I know, if you can't read, get hooked on phonics. It's not that expensive. Maybe your mommy or daddy can buy it. 
Really, I don't care how old you are. If you can't read Hooked on Phonics, you were taught wrong. You don't memorize words. You learn how to pronounce them. You sound them out. That's phonics. That's how I was taught. I've never had a problem reading thanks to that. So, at ye end of seven years, ye capital and profits, vis-a-vis the houses, lands, goods, and chattels, be equally divided betwixt ye ventures and planters. Pilgrim Governor William Bradford described in Of Plymouth Plantation that sharing all profits and benefits in ye common stock, regardless of how hard each individual worked, did not work. The failure of that experiment of communal service, which has tried for several years and by good and honest men, proves the emptiness of the theory of Plato and other ancients, applauded by some of latter times, that the taking away of private property and the possession of it in community by a commonwealth would make a state happy and flourishing as it they were wiser than God. For an instance, community of property was found to breed much confusion and discontent, and retard much employment which would have been to the great benefit. For the young men who were most able and fit for service objected to being forced to to spend their time and strength in working for other men's wives and children without any recompense. William Bradford continued, the strong man or the resourceful man had no more share of food, clothes, etc. than the weak man who was not able to do a quarter of that other could. This was thought injustice. The aged and graver men who were ranked and equalized in labor, food, clothes, etc. with the humbler and younger ones thought it some indignity and disrespect to them. As for men's wives who were obliged to do service for other men, such as cooking, washing their clothes, etc., they considered it a kind of slavery, and many husbands would not brook it. Would not put up with it. Bradford explained that the communistic plan of redistributing his quote communistic plan of redistributing wealth failed. If all were to share alike and all were to do alike, then all were on an equally throughout and one was as good as another, and so if it did not actually abolish those very relations which God himself has set among men, it did at least greatly diminish the mutual respect that is so important should be preserved amongst them. Let none argue that this is due to human failing rather than this communistic plan of life itself. Well, it requires humans, so... I know you're trying to be nice to the people that made you do this, but really. Um, just did it again. <laughs> just jumped. All right. Uh, Bradford described individual capitalism. He would never have used that word. Wasn't wasn't even used back then. I answer seeing that all men have this failing in them, that God in his wisdom saw that another plan of life was fitter for them. So they began to consider how to raise more corn and obtain a better crop than they had done, so that they might not continue to endure the misery of want. 
At length, after each debate, the governor, with the advice of the chief among them, allowed each man to plant corn for his own household. So every family was assigned a parcel of land according to the proportion of their number. This was very successful. It made all hands very industrious, so that much more corn was planted than otherwise would have been by any means the governor or any other could devise, and saved him a great deal of trouble and gave far better satisfaction. The woman now went willingly into the field and took their little ones with them to plant corn, while before they would allege weakness and inability, and to have compelled them would have been thought great tyranny and oppression. No salvation by Indians. They were they were actually being attacked by Indians. Uh, they were not friends with the Indians, and it wasn't the Indians who saved them. It was private property ownership and free markets. That's that was a great story. This is this is not a story. This is from his diary. This is what he wrote. This is what happened. And still, there are people out there just screaming for this. They want. They think they want this. When they get it, they won't like it. But it'll be too late. We'll be screwed. Once you're there, it's almost impossible to get back. Because, well, if we got there, we wouldn't have guns anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It would go on and on and on. And if we didn't have, once we don't have guns, we have no defense against the tyrannical government. Well, that's what I liked about this, Brian, what you're just saying, that it's in his own words. <laughs> he was telling everybody, screaming. Yeah, he didn't even wait. He was t- telling them because he didn't wait seven years. He didn't. No, he didn't. It, it was, this isn't going to work. It took one <laughs> one winter to decide that. I got, now this is not doing well at all. And by the way, Jamestown tried the same thing. Yes, they did. And the same thing happened. Yep. It's, it's the exact same story. Different players, same story. Yep. So that's twice in the very founding of our nation that communism failed the United States of America. And it's, I'm sure it's failed in the 60s with all their communes. I seem to remember uh, none of them seemed to last. How many communes are there still? There is still one I know of. Well, Deb, you were talking about the women of the revolution. I do the show with her. She was in a commune. She she lasted like half the winter, and then everybody just like couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> it sounds good on paper, it doesn't work. Nope. And nobody ends up happy. Any well, maybe life- the lazy guy who put his feet up and did nothing. <laughs> I got to push a button. But then again, maybe I'd kill him. So. <laughs> I got to push a button. Push the button. Okay. imperceptible the way they gain their ground they'll steal an inch just to take a mile every time you turn around they assassinate our liberties and cause me sleepless nights every time they pass another firearms law they assault my bill of rights as they plead for public safety and they press on towards their goal I say the Brady Bill is a stab in the back in the fight for gun control. 
I'm a fight to keep alive freedom in the Bill of Rights native on American. Who's gonna rise and take a stand, draw a line in the sand, hold the line till kingdom come. So if they ever try to legislate, send the troops to confiscate before the dirty deed gets done. Somebody's blood on down the street might run if they ever try to come and take my gun. No, they better never try to come and take my gun. Okay, thank you. Call Clang, Clang with the K.com. And of course, that means it's time for the Second Amendment Report. From uh, CNN Money. That's the Communist News Network that I hope goes out of business along with MSLSD. Although, Soros will keep MSLSD alive. I think that's the only reason that channel exists. He's going to be, uh, you know, maybe this will bankrupt him because he's going to be keeping oh, no. a lot of things alive. He's got alive. so much money. And, he's, he got, really and he's got friends with money. You see, he's not worried about the money. He's worried about the results. He's very upset about this election. Like I said, they, well, at least to you. They've already met. In, they're already meeting in Washington D.C. Soros and his team. And usually, Soros doesn't always go to these meetings. He's speaking at this one. He's he's got to stop Trump, no matter what. So they're adjusting now. They're going to find try and find a way to impeach him. Try and find ways to slow him down, get in his way, anything they can do. Trust me, they're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at Donald Trump, and they might throw that, too. I never understood that sentence, everything but the kitchen sink. Why not the kitchen sink? (laughs) Anyway, gun stocks have plunged since the election of Donald Trump. (laughs) Everyone knows why, right? Because they're not afraid of Donald Trump coming and taking their guns and trying to take over the world. Uh, Pinky. So they're not. So more. They're gonna have less people running to buy guns. So and by the way, considering how many people have bought guns during Obama's administration, I I can't I can't imagine it's got to flatten out sometime. What the heck? Sooner or later, everybody's got a gun, right? It doesn't stop. Hmm. Think because once you get one gun, then you want another. Yep. Or a different one. You'd want a, a rifle, a shotgun, and a handgun. That's what I advise. And during that, I need my spiel. We just came back. It was an intro. Okay, well, I just started. What's wrong with the... Fine. She wants to go to a break. It's your Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. 
They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, if you want to listen to our show live, we were supposed to be on Friday night and Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. At uncooperativeradio.com, where you can download and listen to all our shows for free. But if you want to listen tomorrow, which is Sunday, then we're going to be doing a show at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, like we're doing tonight, because Susan was in town couldn't get up here Friday, so we had to push the show to Saturday, but I have to get it up to Red State, so that has to be up before 10 o'clock Eastern Time, so you see... How we had to move the show so I could have enough time to do everything. Um, oh, if you... We have commercials. We usually play the paid commercials at the bottom of the hour. If you hear something you like in those commercials, we don't get paid to air them. So please write down the phone number in the ad. Always have paper and pencil ready for this show. Oh, no, pen and paper, okay. Oh, I know, tablet. Whatever you use. <laughs> Come on now. All right, so you can also hear us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry, Yabba-dabba-doo, who knows? Uh, I, I think it's, I think I'm, I, I think I'm on LinkedIn. I think I got it going up there, too. Anyway, we have a Facebook page, which still in prison even though they're all saying oh they're they're just gonna do this now they're just gonna filter certain content based on blah 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 blah. and yet uh i'm still in facebook prison with no news feed i'm just saying could everybody continue to bother facebook support you actually got a reply no never that's the point keep hammering them they're not listening not enough if you were doing it all right. Anyway, if you're not, if you are a Facebook person and you haven't joined yet, please go over there and join. And if you already have joined the page, there's also a group, a private group. Uh, if you, I guess, if you want to be part of that private group, you'll have to tell me, because otherwise, I think I have to send you the link for you to be able to do it. But if all the ones that were already on members of the page were automatically sent invites. Uh, I'll send, I'll try and send more, but when I try and send invites, they don't give me just the option of from people on the page. They want everybody, and I got thousands of people in my in my list, and not all of them want to listen to the show. I don't know why that would be, but yeah, it's just this. So back to the CNN money story. What happened? Trump was endorsed by the National Rifle Association and was the clear favorite of white, rural, gun-loving America. As opposed to Hitlery? <sighs> oh. 
Now more commercials. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention business owners, we know that owning a business means getting things done right now. So if your right now list includes a new building, call the right now company. General Steel. We can design a building for your business quickly and save you thousands of dollars. That's right, thousands. You may think General Steel only builds large projects or that you can't afford General Steel quality. Well, check these prices. How about a 40 by 60 foot building for under $22,000 or even a 50 by 100 for under $35,000? That's right, a 5,000 square foot building for under $35,000. And these buildings all have General Steel quality. Best of all, you can still order a building and have it delivered in time to build this year. How's that for right now so if your right now list includes a new building call the right now company general steel 800-917-8251 800-917-8251 that's 800-917-8251 Back to your cooperative radio show, hour half of three. Oh, I totally blew that commercial break. So uh, let me finish up. If you have, if you didn't know, we're on Facebook. Facebook page covered that. We also have a Twitter account. If you're a Twitter person, please join. I need numbers over there before they find it and kill it. Uh, you can do a search for cooperative radio. Or if you don't want to do a search for cooperative radio, just put capital U N C underscore radio with a capital R. That's my Twitter account. Now, if you want my personal Facebook and Twitter accounts, 
at Facebook, it's Brian Bonner 90 and at Twitter, it's at Brian Bonner. We are also rebroadcast on redstatetalkradio.com, and through them, tune in and talk stream, talk stream live under their account. Third State, don't forget, Red State Talk Radio is 24-7 conservative talk radio streaming on the internet. Lots of live shows there, too. Uh, check it out. There's two schedules. There's two, they call it channels. There's the Encore channel and the Prime channel. Our show is on the Encore channel, Saturdays and Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, we're also, through Red State Talk Radio, you can listen to us on the Roku. I know there's something I'm forgetting, but i got to write it down. I just don't remember. Anyway, back to back to the story. <clears throat> if you didn't listen to the commercial break, I'll start where I erroneously started during the commercial break. What happened? Donald Trump was endorsed by the National Rifle Association and was the clear favorite of white, rural, gun-loving America. But the stock prices for Sturm Ruger, RGR, and Smith & Wesson, SWHC, those are their uh, their their tickers, the thing on the stock exchange. They are both dropped by more than 20% since Trump won. Well, there's a downside to everything. The problem is that gun lovers are losing their biggest boogeyman, Hitlery Rotten Clinton, who would have continued Caesar's pursuit of gun control legislation. She was so reviled by the industry that Ruger CEO Michael Pfeiffer described her in August as actively campaigning against the lawful commerce in arms, and she did. At the same time, his company reported a 19% spike in quarterly sales, fueled by fear Clinton. Fear of the Clinton. The butcher of Benghazi. The same thing has happened regularly after mass shootings during the Obama's administration. People rushed to buy guns, fearing tighter gun control measures. Gun company stocks go higher too. Oh no, the left's going to say it's a conspiracy. The gun, the gun manufacturers are paying these rioters and these gun, all these shooting gun things, you know, these massacres. Uh, I'm telling you, someone's going to say that it's a conspiracy. They're doing that to drive up gun sales. They're responsible, even though we all know who's likely to be responsible for all this mayhem, right? Before the election, there was a widespread expectation that Hitlery would win, and some gun retailers began to stock up, expecting strong demand surge from the prospect of tightening gun control under Hitlery Rotten Clinton's administration, said Rommel Dionisio, a gun industry analyst for Wonderlich Securities. Obviously, that's not going to happen, he said. Now that Trump will be president, the Republicans will control both houses of Congress. He said demand for guns will probably drop over the next year or two. You know, all, there's all, all the Republicans in there, Brian, isn't going to do a damn thing because half of them are rhinos. Yeah, but they can block gun control still. I mean, everyone's like, oh, we go. This is exactly what the progs and the Republicans said. We can't do anything until you give us everything. We need the House. We need the Senate. We need the president. Yep. Then we can do something. Yes. They're full of crap. 
well, they well they can. They could do something, but they're not going to do much of anything. I'm telling you, Schumer's the most evil prog of them all. He's now in charge of the Senate Democrats. They will filibuster any nominee that they don't find acceptable. And if they find them acceptable, we don't want them. You see the problem? As I says, uh, he says ambiguous things. Like, he's he's open to using filibuster. Open. I mean, it's... If you give us the the nominee we like, then we'll let you have it. Otherwise, no. And why would it, anybody do that? So likely, I, I got. I'm I'm not sure they're going to be able to get anything through the Senate, and that's going to piss more people off, and hopefully send them to put more Republicans in the Senate. Real Republicans, of course, conservatives, not 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 progs with an R after the name. Yeah, you call them rhinos, but you don't understand. They're progressives. They're working with the Democrat Party. They're not, It's there is, this is a one-party system. It's all circus and bread, and I'm hoping most of you figured that out by now. It's just, they they have something going on that you don't understand because they're playing you. They're, Republicans aren't... How did the Republicans stop Obama's agenda? Go ahead. How? They didn't stop his agenda. They didn't try. They have the purse springs. They could have said, oh, I'm defunding this, defunding that. They had enough people in the House to make sure that could easily pass. They didn't do it. Could have defunded Obamacare like they promised. Didn't do it. Oh, yeah, old McDonald, when he campaigned, oh, he campaigned to get rid of Obamacare. And, all, and you know, he talked all kinds of like a Republican until he got back in power. And, you know, now it's going to be the same old, same old. No, we're not going to change the rules so that we can get a nominee passed by a simple majority. Why not? The Democrats did it to you. Why wouldn't you do it back? Ask yourself that. Why in God's name, if if this was real and he isn't like in cahoots with the Democrats, why in God's name would he not do it? Why would he not change the rule? It's a simple rule change. Majority rule, that's it. Majority vote, it's done. Again, the Democrats did it to them when they were in charge. And then the Republicans got in charge and they put it back in place for to use against them. Now, tell, That is a telling tale right there. That makes no sense at all, now does it? Until you say, until you go, ah, they're working together. This is a game. Yes, it is. And they plan on winning. Larry Keene, Senior Vice President and General Counsel of the National Shooting Sports Foundation, a gun industry group, said our industry will continue to grow, but in a more normalized market with a more stable political environment. He said the industry will experience fewer spikes in demand that occur when the law-abiding consumer, uh, yeah, I, I, if because this is what I can tell you what some of this is. Um, if you have wanted a gun, let's say, to add to your arsenal, but you're holding off of buying it because you're trying to save up, pay down your debt, whatever, uh, but then someone like Obaminus or Hitler gets elected, and you run to the gun store to buy that gun because you're afraid you're never going to be able to buy it if you don't get there now. 
a lot of that's a lot of what's going on. The why why there's a spike because normally it, they'd wait you'd wait longer. Well, and they were buying guns faster as the election got nearer, like even to election day. Yeah, because according <laughs> to all the polls, Hitler was going to walk away with this election, and according to Hitler, he thought she was going to. Hillary and Bill had a meltdown at, after they they all they lost. There was no way they could win, and before before she conceded, but she had a meltdown, and she, a physical violent meltdown. And Bill went out on the balcony, and I don't know why he threw his cell phone off the balcony towards the Arkansas River, in anger. <clears throat> so I don't know why I think Bill just did that to cover. To make it look like he's upset because I think he didn't want her to win. Well, he sabotaged her a couple of times. It seemed like it. Maybe he's just getting old. Maybe he sabotaged her. This Everybody has an opinion, but he's not going to tell us, so we don't know. But I think he likes his lifestyle right now. Why would he want to go back to public life? He's he's a swinger. Yeah, he does whatever. <laughs> flies around humping people all over the place. <laughs> That's so disgusting. It reminds me he's of a still, dog. He's still diddling with the interns <laughs> in, in the foundation, the Clinton Foundation. Keep, so you keep saying. I hope the well, the Clinton Foundation is going to be shut down. Uh, I hope Clinton Global Initiative gets shut down as well. The other reason that they were buying guns that I heard on uh, NRA News was because they were anticipating these riots if Hillary did not win. Well, that could be too. Like I said, whoever won, there was going to be protests and unrest now if it the people on the right aren't going to be burning things to the ground they would or just, beating they would just up. be marching or complain you know complaining to their elected cockroaches or asking for a recount or whatever but whatever would they're gonna go destroy private property and beat it, people it goes up. against what we believe in and beat dogs up no when it, anyone that touches a dog i will immediately kill yep somebody that that one of the couple of the rioters man was walking his dog they beat the crap out of the dog and him that's what happens see uh somebody you know what dogs are better than guns no they're not no they're not they're good to have for home security when you're not home at least the dog's home it's it's some kind of deterrent uh but no it does not replace a gun as a matter of fact as i point out you might have to use the gun to defend your dog Oh, and I would. I don't think any dog lover wouldn't. Oh, yeah. And don't think we respect anybody else who would not do it. Anyone that doesn't love dogs, there's something wrong with them. Sorry. It doesn't matter if you're a cat person, but if you don't like dogs, like I hate dogs and I don't want to be around that and you don't like dogs, then you're the kind of person I don't want around me. Which is why I better get a dog, because then they won't want to be around me. Hey, that works out. When are we getting a dog? <laughs> it's about time, isn't it? It's been like three years since Sasha died. Uh, still miss her. Anyway, so uh, I don't know if I want to read any more of this because I spent so much on that other article. I could probably spend enough time on this, too. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Fewer spikes. Background checks going to be the FBI, which roughly rise and fall with gun sales surge. After the mass shootings at Newtown, Connecticut, which turned out not to be a factual thing. They're still claiming it is. It never happened. I, it's been proven. I prove, I've i proved it. I'll do it again. And they, they're having memorials around this as well. Why would they destroy the building? Why would they completely demolish the school? 
explain that. There's nothing wrong with the building. Why did they demolish the building? And then, and why did the people working on the demolition have to sign a non-disclosure agreement? Does that sound normal to you? How come the picture with all the kids getting in the school bus that the, in the parking lot of the school turned out to be taken at a completely different school? Yeah, no, what? Not at Newtown at all. I, I'm asking you, what proof is there that there really was a shooting at Newtown? I'm sorry. I, I don't see it. It seems like a cover-up, and that means it wasn't a mass shooting. And anyway, they're not mass shootings. They're mass murders. The gun isn't the issue. The murdering is. That's what the left is using, the news, the lamestream media is using to put in our heads, that they're mass shootings. So, you see, you focus on the gun. No, they're mass murders. Doesn't matter what they use. What if he used an axe? Would it be mass axing? Mass chainsawing? Mass beaten with a pipe or a baseball bat? I could go on with these. It doesn't have to be a gun. Um... And the Connecticut Elementary School, no, we don't think that happened in 2012. An office in San Bernardino, California in 2015, and the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida this year. You notice how the progs are always saying that this is an opportunity to do gun control, do gun control. Always. And we just go out and get more guns, get more guns. The most, and I believe that these are all staged. I'm sorry, I think they're all initiated. I think the agitators initiate these people to go out oh, well, and do these. We shooting. know agitators do sort of, sort of the Muslim people on the internet, etc. Um, Muslim clerics in our mosque right here. Okay, but do you notice that there used to be? Well, now there's a killing of cops once a freaking day. But well, it's not to, exactly one a day, but it's a lot. Yeah, every day a cop is getting shot. No, somewhere I, I, there were days I couldn't find any stories on cops being shot. The other thing is that doesn't that, mean it didn't happen, but they weren't reporting on it. Did you notice as it got more and more towards the um, election, all of a sudden there weren't any shootings, except for cops. But it at one point there was like shootings every week. I think it just felt that way. No, there was a lot. There was for a while. It was a lot. I don't know how much it was, but I know it was. It was an and awful, I know, like, right. It was an awful lot. Yeah. But do understand that the a lot of these were claimed were Muslims, and they claimed to be doing it for ISIS. So ISIS is the instigator in those situations. Uh, but who created ISIS? All oh, right, Clinton and Obamas. How it happened under their Arab Spring? Who do you think is responsible? Obamanus almost went to war with Russia because he wants to get rid of Assad because why? Because he hates colonialists and hates America. And America put those people in power. And he wants to let the people go free. He wants the Muslims to go free, his fellow Muslims to be in charge. And, well, that had that work out for us and everybody else, really, that lives there? It's been nothing but a hell, hell ever since. Because those leaders were keeping the Muslims' population under check. Now, well, now they're unleashed. That's what Obama just wants. That's why he's trying to get rid of Assad. 
It's just, it's nonsense. But again, in, in their mind, in his mind, it's, it's that, but he's not instant. Soros is telling him what to do. Soros doesn't probably always tell him why just shut up and do it. So he has his own reasons for doing it in his own mind. And it's because he hates colonialism. Now, I don't know what Soros plans to do with this Muslim thing. I think this, I think he's trying to unleash a genie. You better, you better not uncork that bottle. I think we already have. I, I don't know if it could, I don't know if the cork could be put back. I don't know if the genie could put back in the bottle. Now the Muslims have a sort of caliphate. They say they do. And they want to expand the caliphate and grow the caliphate. And at a certain point, it's going to be the tip off for the end times for them. And they're going to go crazy killing everybody. So what are you going to do? First, get someone like Trump in. Now convince Trump and the Ryan and the Republicans, whatever they call themselves up there, to uh, stop the Muslim influx and start getting rid of Muslims that aren't citizens that are in this country. And then, then consider more drastic measures as might be necessary. Also the absolute ban on any more building of mosques in the United States of America, no mosques. So like no more, no mosques, no mosques, right? No more, no mosque. All right. The AR 15s were used in all those shootings. no, all what all those shoot yeah, yeah i think so yeah san bernardino california uh, uh except i'm not sure the newtown one no there wasn't an ar used supposedly they found an ar in his trunk of his car he obviously didn't use it right that's that's exactly how i remember it too but good, they did good find it he didn't use it he chose a different weapon instead so obviously ARs are not all that because they aren't. They're just semi-automatic firearms. That's all. Just because they look just like a military weapon, that doesn't make them a military weapon. And even if it does, we're supposed to have military weapons. That's the whole point of our inalienable rights to keep and bear arms and the and the extra protection of the Second Amendment. We're supposed to have anything the military soldier carries, we're allowed to have. Yes, laws, rocket launchers. We're allowed that. Huh? If if they carry it, we're allowed it. Include grenades, everything. No, not tanks. Last time I checked, nobody can put a tank on their back. Or a nuclear weapon. I'm sick of these arguments. It's so stupid. It says bare arms. That doesn't include tanks and nuclear weapons. You can't carry that. And if you can, I'm not going to mess with you anyway. Because if you can pick up a tank, I, I, I whatever you want. <laughs> fine with me unless i have my gun i'll just shoot you while you're holding the tank and let it crush you end of show we gotta go it's the uncooperative radio show i'm your host brian bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com you're listening on uncooperativeradio.com and say good night susan good night susan and we're out of here
with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.